Welcome back to the Pelican Award-winning episode of Gen Generally Speaking. My name's Andrew. My name is Peyton. And with us today is Shannon Sam, Director of Opelousas General's Health Systems Business Office. Welcome, sir. Hello, how y'all doing? Great. Thanks for being here today. Glad to be here. So, before we get into, I guess, all the nitty-gritty and nuances of insurance and billing, Tell us a little about you. How long have you been at Opelousas General? And tell us a little bit, a bit about your background. Sure. I've been at Opelousas General about 12 and a half years. I started here in college, working in the emergency room as a um, unit secretary for um, John Orman, who at the time was the director of the ER, and um, I cross-trained in admissions. In my senior year in college, I, um, I asked to intern in the business office with Dennis Tibbetum, and I was in the middle, in the process of going to grad school after I graduated, and he told me he needed some help in the business office for six months. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve and a half years later, I'm still here. Um, but um, yeah, I started in the business office and um, was a collection supervisor for a number of years, and then in 2012 I became the system director. And then when he stepped down in, um, I think it was July of 2017, 2018. I became the director, so I've been in that role for like the past year and a half. Oh, that is quite a journey. I had I had no idea you started in the emergency department with working for John. Started in the emergency department working for John, putting in orders for um, Dr. Fruget on the weekends. Oh, wow. The stories you could tell us. <laughs> you learn a lot working in there. I am sure. <laughs> so, speaking of things that you can tell us, uh, Hey, do you want to lead off with the first question for, sure. Sh for Shannon? Shannon. Yeah. Uh, what are the most common questions or concerns that you get regarding insurance and billing? Um, a lot of the most common questions we get is, um, I got a bill that my insurance paid, <laughs> and well, how much did they pay, mm -hmm. <laughs> and do I owe this balance? And, and most of the time, that that is a valid question. Usually, we will not send you a statement until your insurance is paid. And anytime an insurance pays us. They sent us what's called an EOB, which is an explanation of benefits. It tells us how much they pay, how much we need to adjust, and how much the patient owes. And usually the patient gets a copy of that, but if they're like me at home, I get that from my insurance company, jump in the draft. <laughs> I'll, I'll just call the, the provider, you know, when I get the bill. So I get a lot of those questions. Um, another concern that we get is, why did it take so long that I, for me to get a bill? Sometimes it's not the hospital, it's the payer. Sometimes they'll take a while to process a claim. And we may send a claim to a payer and they need more information from us, so we have to provide that, then they have to reprocess the claim. Or sometimes they need information from the patient. Um, they need you to update your coordination benefits, which means you may at one time have two insurances, now you have one. Or vice versa. So sometimes they want that information before they process it. So that's, we get a lot of those questions. I bet you probably the third biggest question you get, deductible, mm -hmm. not realizing they had one or how it's applied. Correct. Um, and the deductible is the portion that your insurance says that you owe before they pay anything. Um, and it differs from plan to plan, insurance to insurance. Um, people don't realize even with Medicare, you have what's called an inpatient deductible, which means if you go into the hospital as an inpatient, you get what's, uh, you get assessed a Medicare deductible for this year was around thirteen hundred eighty some bucks, and you are responsible for that portion. 
Um, and then if you stay out of the hospital for 60 days, according to Medicare, if you come back in again, they're going to reassess you that inpatient reduction. Now, if you come back within 60 days, well, then you don't get hit with that deductible. But for most commercial plans, once you fulfill that deductible for the year, um, then you go into your copay and your coinsurance um, within that plan. Now, coinsurance is the percentage that you pay. The insurance pays, pays 80%, you pay your 20 um, And then a lot of patients get confused with, well, I met my deductible, so I shouldn't be hit with the deductible. Yes, but you have to pay that deductible on those claims first. So they, they want you to reprocess their claims as they met their deductible. So <laughs> then that falls to the magic uh, out-of-pocket max. Right. And if you've hit that, then, you, then you're not paying. Right. So... And again, it can be confusing. I mean, I do this every day. And when it comes time for my own benefits, I've got to look at it two and three times. Mm-hmm. So um, it can be confusing. I mean, we get those questions and we're happy to help patients when they call the best we can. And sometimes we have to refer them back to their insurance company for them to explain their benefits plan better to them. So that, that does happen. Very well spoken. So, what is the difference um, between, since we're getting into the new deductible year, what is the main difference between Medicare and Medicare replacement policies that you see? Medicare, which is what I like to refer to as traditional, is your red, white, and blue card. By the way, most people have gotten a new Medicare card um, with new member ID numbers on it. It's no longer your social or with an A or a B or a letter on the back. It's a complex number that federal government has come up with to give patients, you need to bring that in immediately when you come in for a service because um, they're not going to process our claims anymore if you don't have that new ID number. So please, if you get a new Medicare um, card, please bring it in um, when you come in for services. <laughs> right. Um, but th- the biggest difference is traditional Medicare has a lot of flexibility with it. Um, as long as a provider is a Medicare provider, you can go there and you pay that certain rate that Medicare has said that service um, is warranted. It's it's fixed. Um, a Medicare Advantage plan um, is a little different. Basically, Medicare has, um, if you like to go into a Medicare Advantage plan, it's like an insurance company administering your benefit plan. So they operate just like an insurance company, but they apply the Medicare rules. Um, so basically, you only pay for services that, that you use. I mean, with a Medicare Advantage plan, you have Part D rolled into it with it. And Part D is your prescription drug coverage. If you don't have a Medicare Advantage plan, then you have to purchase your Part D coverage from Medicare. Um, so it's, it's an added expense um, for a Medicare for a traditional Medicare patient, um, whereas with some Medicare Advantage plans, it may be rolled into that that premium that, that you pay. Um, so that that that's a, a big difference too. Um, you may have services that require prior authorization with a Medicare Advantage plan, such as a CAT scan or an MRI, where you won't have a pre-authorization with Medicare. So, like I said, they operate just like an insurance company, but they administer your Medicare benefits for you. And, and a lot of patients choose that because usually the premiums are a lot lower than Medicare. 
Okay. Um, so you're, you're saving some money there. So a patient that's not sick a lot and doesn't use a lot of hospital services may elect to go with a um, Medicare Advantage plan. Um, but it all depends on the patient and their needs. Um, and when I say needs, it means financially and medically. So, um, but for the most part, um, all of the Advantage plan, plan, plans the hospital take. Blue Cross Advantage, um, WellCare, Humana, we take just about every Medicare Advantage plan um, in this area. Um, so that's just kind of some of the differences um, between the two plans. And then a lot of patients make the mistake of thinking they have both. They have Medicare and Medicare Advantage. You know, you have one. <laughs> you either elected to keep your traditional Medicare or you decided to take a Medicare replacement plan, which is a Medicare Maybe thinking they had it as a secondary that would offset their deductible. Right. Correct. And that's another, that's, that's a good point, um, Andrew. Um, usually with Medicare, you're going to have a, um, a coinsurance. And a lot of patients elect to get a, a supplemental policy. They call it a Medigap policy to cover the expenses of what Medicare doesn't pay. Um, normally with a Medicare Advantage plan, um, you, you don't need a Medigap plan. You'll, no. you'll, um, you'll, you'll still have co-pays and deductible, but you, you won't get a plan to, to pay that cost that Medicare wouldn't pay. So that that's another nuance between Medicare and Medicare choice. So did, did not know that. I mean, I, and let's face it, I mean, it, we're so lucky that we have folks like you and, and Dennis and Doug and it, in the in the office who can make sense of these ever changing and evolving policies, procedures and rules that are that are handed out what almost seems to be monthly. On a good day. So, <laughs> so, we have one more question for you. Um, what are the different options for making payments? Um, actually, um, most recently within the last few months, we've added some more options for patients who are making payments. Um, of course, you're going to get a statement in the mail. You usually get an initial statement from the hospital, and then now we have an extended business office that operates out of um, Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, that. Patients will get a statement from me. They're kind of weird. They say, well, I'm Mrs. Jones, I'm not losing. Well, I'm getting a mail from Knoxville, Tennessee. Or they're just an extension of the business office. We don't have the manpower sometimes to be able to the volume of calls and questions that patients have about their bills. So um, they send statements out, and patients can and can mail payments to them. Um, they can pay online uh, with check or credit card through their through that through that website. And then um, you can make payments directly to the hospital um, at 1114 Portland Circle, which is our physical address of the business. And then sometimes we'll get some um, some phone-in um, payments. They'll call to pay by credit card over the phone. What I encourage patients is though, if, um, if you're making a partial payment to, to, to call the, um, the phone number on your billing statement um, out of Knoxville, Tennessee, because they handle all of our pay, patient payment plans. So that, those are some of the options. Again, thank you so much. With us today is Shannon Sam, Director of the Opelousas General Health System Business Office. Thank you for having me. Thank you.